Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I'm joined by Adam, Bridget, and Mark Campy. Both Campy's in the house. How's everyone doing? Date night for the Campy's. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a hell of a way to spend a romantic evening. Did you snowy March or February day? Did you guys lock the kids in the basement again or the garage? Uh, I like the, I prefer the basement because I don't want them to freeze, but that's still <laughs> You know. Nice. The the best part of this is is our listeners don't know this, but we're on a Skype session right now, and the campies are actually in separate rooms. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a hell of a date night. It yeah. is. Uh, it is. I'm touching so, the wall between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll try to make this quick for you guys. So uh, tonight we thought we would go over some Disney news because, as always, there is uh, there's always something Disney happening in the world. And we will start with uh, let's go ladies first this evening. Bridget, what do you have for us? Okay, so I was kind of perusing and I found something kind of interesting that permits have been filed to revamp part of Fantasmic and Beauty and the Beast and Indiana Jones Theater in Hollywood Studios. Now, what that means, I don't know. It looks like it's like a refurbishment to the theaters um, and the island that's part of Fantasmic. But I thought that was pretty interesting because they've been closed since March. So to me, that kind of signifies that maybe something's going to be popping up, hopefully in the near future um, with those shows, and especially in um, Hollywood Studios, because they're larger attractions that can fill, I forget what they the theaters fill, but they can bring in a lot of people. So kind of bring in some of that, the crowd that's in, you know, Galaxy's Edge and kind of even things out a little bit. So it'd be nice to see those open back up again. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice yeah, to I- see see some of the some activity in those play in those facilities again yeah i i'm i'm 100 percent behind them reopening i think that uh you know one, one of the things in both uh, hollywood studios and animal kingdom uh that are missing are the shows and it's it's really evident at hollywood studios because there aren't really that many attractions no. You know, you've you've got Fantasmic Beauty and the Beast and the Stunt Spectacular, and and that's a good draw for a, a you know a couple thousand people on an hourly basis throughout the day. And when you don't have it, it's that many more people in the park, even even when you're at a reduced capacity. You know, and those theaters, I'm sure, will be at a reduced capacity as well. But it's it's something else to do. You know, I, I think when we were there in December. I was amazed how quickly we were done with Hollywood Studios and Epcot. We went the entire day and still didn't do everything we wanted to do by the time closing came along. You know, and normally that's not the case. Normally you're doing a lot more in Hollywood Studios because even though one of those shows is, you know, 50 minutes long, there's the 15 or 20 minutes that you're waiting for the show. You know, so that one show becomes an hour and a half of your day. And then if you go to two shows, that's three hours. You know, so it takes up a good chunk of time. And when you don't have that, you actually realize I don't need to be in Hollywood Studios all day. So this is interesting. Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular Theater holds 2000 guests. Wow. So if you think about how many shows they do per day, I mean, what, at least eight uh, typically? That's a lot of people, you know, and they're usually full to capacity in that theater. I definitely noticed when we were there in October that, um, you know, even though. 
everything was at a reduced capacity, the, the, the lines for all the attractions were really long. And I think that's, uh, I think that was a big reason why, because there, all the shows were closed so that, you know, all those people had to go somewhere. And so they were on in, in queues for attractions. Don't those people know I only want a 15 minute queue? I know. Seriously. You know, seriously. the nerve of them. Honestly. Uh, but no, it, it'll be really good if they reopen. Adam, you're very silent on this. Are, are you part of the majority that does not want these shows to open? I'm sorry, minority? I, yeah, maybe I am. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the Fantasmic thing, they probably want people to be able to stay late and hang out for that and maybe get, you know, purchase more food and beverage and stuff. I, Hollywood Studios has, for a long time, has always been lacking in the, like, attraction, I guess, department. I mean, even with Toy Story and Star Wars, I guess because Star Wars, it's, you're not really waiting on a queue. You, you're on a virtual queue for Rise of Resistance, and, and um, Falcon kind of goes fast. But the shows coming back would be great, especially the outdoor ones, the Indiana Jones and the Beauty and the Beast. And, I mean, part of me is like, you know, it would be a great thing to do now that it's been closed for a year is, like, change up those shows. Indiana Jones, you could certainly – you could change that, although it's very it, – that that show is kind of timeless. But Beauty and the Beast, they could change into another more modern Disney you know, IP that involves singing and dancing. And then Fantasmic, most likely these permits filed are hopefully for changes because that show hasn't changed, I think, since it's been there. Like 25 years, at least 30 years. If they bring Fantasmic back in, in the relatively short, you know, short future, near future – It'll work because nighttime is so early and Hollywood Studios is closing at seven, maybe six these days. But I can't see, you know, coming into the summertime, if we're keeping these reduced park hours, you know, you're not going to be running Phantasmic at 6 p.m. when right, sunset's right. not until 8, 830. So right. that, that's going to be tough, tough to do for them, unless, of course, they go and modify the hours so that, you know, the park hours are 12 to 8 instead of nine to six um so i i think the only th you know the, the tough part with phantasmic is it is a nighttime spectacular and nighttime is not constant so right but in any event it'll it's just nice to see some action and and to see right. stuff being worked on because it does give you hope and uh you know it's it's like out in california where they're lighting up certain parts of the parks even though the the, the rides are not active the parks are not open they're still lighting up paradise pier and cars land and avengers campus and if you're on buena vista street and you're shopping or you're in downtown disney you see the lights and i think that you know it, it, it's kind of that disney beacon you know that's the that's the light at the end of the tunnel and uh we'll get there eventually Excellent story, Bridget. Now uh, we don't want to overload on campies, so uh, why, don't, why don't we why don't why don't we break it up here? And uh, Adam, what do you have for us? Right now, spoiler alert: it's Thursday night. We're recording. Disney on their social media has released a sort of teaser video about what's to come for the 50th anniversary, but they didn't really say anything. They just showed video and they interviewed cast members and. They were plugging to everybody to watch Good Morning America Friday morning, Friday morning the 19th. By the time you listen to this, Friday will be gone, so hopefully you already saw that. But what we saw on the video was a couple things I wanted to bring up. Number one, the turrets on the castle have a gold ribbon sort of like draped or wrapped around the turrets. That's not normally there, so there's a possibility – that they will be adding those. They showed a 50th 
pin, which looks really cool. It's got some gems on there. They showed uh, what appears to be some kind of special projection mapping on the Tower of Terror and on Tree of Life. And then they did show lights attached, I guess you could call it, to the outside of Spaceship Earth that are kind of like at the points of each triangle, if that makes sense. So if you look at Spaceship Earth and you see all those triangles, anywhere there's a point, it looks like there's lights the projection mapping they've already done on Tree of Life and Tower, so that's nothing new. But the lights on Spaceship Earth would be new. Uh, any type of like extra adding on to the castle would be new. And they showed us Mickey and Minnie 50th anniversary costumes, which look really nice. Hopefully, we have more information by the time this comes out. So I, th- yeah. I would just want to ask, like, not to make this a big thing, what do you guys think all of this means? Well, first, I'd like to give you a little trivia, Adam. What? So you mentioned the triangles on Spaceship Earth. So geometrically, Spaceship Earth is derived from a class two geodesic polyhedron with a frequency of division equal to eight. And each face of the polyhedron is divided into three isosceles triangles that form a point. There you go. Yeah. My cat's name is Mittens. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only thing, my only like, I don't. It's not a concern because I'm probably not going to be there. But like, the 50th is October 1st of this year, and it's the end of February. My guess is if they're going to really be doing more physical construction to the castle and to Spaceship Earth, that that's going to be happening fairly soon, and that means more things, more walls will be up, which is weird because they had walls up for around both of those things for a while when they were painting and they were putting a fountain in front of spaceship earth. And now they're going to do that all over again, which is kind of interesting timing with everything. But I guess, you know, I guess when they were probably thinking of these plans years ago, they obviously didn't think they would have a pandemic and all that. So they probably had a different timeline. And then when the park shut down, they didn't do much construction. So they didn't really want to, maybe they didn't want anybody out there doing all this work. I hope to be there for the 50th. I have something booked. I got my magic band in today. Um, do you have a park pass? I do. I have a park pass oh, for Magic Kingdom for that day. I hope to be there, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I wonder if they haven't had, and I'm probably, I'm pretty sure they probably had to scale back a lot of what they were planning. You know, so I'm wondering if, if some of these changes you're seeing are things that they can do quickly and and you know make it look nicer and but there are things that they can do do sort of quickly and and low maintenance way wise you know you know i i'd love to get more details on the 50th uh considering that disney normally makes a celebration a a year-long celebration of over 15 months you know it's pretty late in the game to hear what they're doing for the 50th and uh, we all know that two or three years ago, the 50 for 50 list uh, came through, which were uh, 50 projects that were related to the 50th anniversary that were expected to be done. And, you know, yeah. things like Guardians of the Galaxies and the the Star Wars uh, Hotel, the uh, the Halcyon and other stuff like that, that, you know, some of it's been scaled back. Uh, so, uh, you know, we don't know how many of the 50 for 50 will actually get, you know, maybe we'll only get 15 for 50. It'd be nice to see some some details. Yeah. And uh, get some information on the celebration. What if we have? What have we heard about uh, Tron? Is that still on track to be done, or is that, or is it still up in the air? 
according to an article in USA Today earlier this year that will not be ready for the 50th anniversary and is okay. expected to open in, in 2022. Okay, okay. No light cycle run for you, my friend. <laughs> Bummer. All right, Adam, any, any final thoughts? Uh, will you be watching Good Morning America tomorrow or will you be uh, hard at work? No, I will have it on. Uh, I'll be working from home. I, I they didn't say what time. Although, of again, course but, not, because then you will not watch all five hours of Good Morning uh, experience <laughs> yeah, that we have. Yeah, and I want to watch WandaVision tomorrow morning, and I want to watch. I gotta walk. The, I'm gonna walk the dog in the morning, and so I don't know how that's gonna work. I'll probably I'm just sure record it, and then find out on social media later, and then and then fast forward through and watch it that way. There you go. Slap a tape in the Betamax, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Adam has no idea what that means. No, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> no. All right. Well, Adam, I'm sure you will update uh, update us on the on the, the, the show page with what's going on as soon as you know. Yeah, look for updates. Yes. All right, Mr. Campy. All uh, right. I think this is – this is your first experience or uh, exposure to the show since I believe the uh, the COVID protocols went into place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, so been this is, bit, it's been a little while. This is a rare treat, and and we appreciate hearing from you. So, uh, what do you, what are you bringing to the table today? All right, well, you know, because I gotta I gotta stick with the geek stuff. That's kind of my my bread and butter. So, uh, so I'm gonna talk about some of the entertainment stuff that's coming, not not specifically to Disney World, but just in Disney in general. You know, uh, during the Super Bowl, we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer, like another that was the second trailer we've gotten for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to that show. That's the the one that when Marvel made all the announcements about the Disney plus stuff, that was the one I really wanted to, to see. So uh, I'm really excited about it. And, and I keep forgetting that it's like right around the corner. It's March 19th is when it comes out. So um, shortly after WandaVision finishes up, you know, we're going to be tuning in on Fridays probably to watch Falcon and winter soldier. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So there's that. Uh, we also have Raya and the last dragon is coming to Disney plus and, um, that's coming on March 5th. There we go. So um, that's kind of cool because that's really the first. I mean, well, we we've had Soul and and all those kind of stuff. So it'll it'll be it'll be good to get another Disney movie because this is one of the things that I've missed during this whole pandemic is just going to the movies. I love going to the movies, and it's I've kind of been kind of bummed that I haven't been able to do it. So are our uh, movie theaters in Pennsylvania not open? They're open, but like I don't I, I don't know that any of the ones near us are open. Like there's well, there. We usually go to like movie tavern close to our house and there's only like two of them and yeah. the one is open and the other is not. And I, I the one closest the to us is not open. I don't think the AMC is open either. No, they've so, been doing a lot of drive throughs and things like that. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's really it, that's that's kind of been a bummer, is it that, that for me that's that's what I, I really love going to get going to movies and I haven't been able to do it. So we sort of make a thing of it when they release on Disney plus and try to make a movie night at home, you know? Right. Yeah. We, we, we've been lucky here that the movie theaters opened up in like June and it was maybe July and it was awesome until the end of October when they stopped concession sales. Oh, really? So you, you were, you were not allowed to bring in outside food so you could go see a movie. And of course they're all classics. There were hardly any new films coming right. out. Right. And then two, two weeks ago, they, they reopened the concession. So I'm very excited. Uh, Raya and the last dragon, I believe is also getting a theatrical release uh, also yeah. on, on the fifth. So oh, I'm, cool. I'm hoping to be able to, hoping to be able to catch that in theaters. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that movie. That'll, that, I'm, 
I think it's it looks good. I mean, everything I've seen looks really good, so I'm looking forward to that one. We also have Wandavision. We got a you know, Wandavision's been going on, but we what we found out this uh, last week is that there's going to be a Marvel Studios assembled show, which is going to be sort of like the Mandalorian behind the scenes show that that they had and uh i think that's i i love those kinds of shows so i'm really looking forward to that so the that's going to be a series too i think they're going to do they're, they're going to do one for uh wandavision they're going to do one for falcon and winter soldier they're going to do one for black widow when that finally releases you know so that that'll be cool i love those kinds of shows to see all the behind the scenes stuff that goes on so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to that too that is coming and then the and candidly i have not seen it yet but i know that the trailer for cruella deville dropped yesterday and uh i haven't seen it yet but i i it seems to be getting a lot of buzz online have you guys seen it yet i have i, I have it. emma stone is uh she's a little wicked you know uh um, you know, my, my big thing recently, and, I, and I've said it on the show, and I know, Mark, you haven't been around, but um, it seems like we're trying to find a way in all of these movies now to find out, you know, why are what, what used to be the villains, why are they so bad? And then we find yeah. out that, well, they're really not bad. You know, it's because, you know, the good people did this to them. And, you know, we're always kind of downplaying, you know. Yeah. Uh, de Deville, she didn't, she wanted to kill puppies, but why did she want to kill puppies? <laughs> and, and from from this trailer, I got the sense that she's just evil. You know, oh, yeah. there. You know, like with with um, Maleficent, you found out that Maleficent was really a good person. You know, or or you know whatever she is, but she was driven the way she was by you know the townspeople, by the people in the kingdom. And that she was an outcast, but that she had Aurora's, you know, safety in 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 her, you know, that's what she was. She was really watching her. But but it just seems like Cruella. If you watch the video, it, it's she just has a vibe that she's evil, and and there is no getting around that. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they they keep somebody mean, and I don't want to find out that somebody's just she's Cruella Deville. She's just really misunderstood. It's gonna, it, it's, it's kind of like saying. Darth Vader, Darth Vader. Well, you know, if not for those sand people, you know, <laughs> killing his mother, he would have been the greatest Jedi ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's it's going to be kind of hard to spin killing puppies and turning them into clo- clothing. It's going to be hard to spin that one into a. <laughs> yeah. No, no matter what you do, there's no there's no there's no putting a spin on that. So 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 let me ask you. You 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 were very excited for Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon yes. and Winter Soldier, and and that was originally supposed to be the first Marvel show on Disney right. Plus, and and then of right. course because of the pandemic, everything got delayed and mixed around, and WandaVision debuted uh, first. And yeah. what are your thoughts on WandaVision? I I really like it. I I really like WandaVision a lot. It's um. I mean, I knew it. I kind of figured it was going to be a slow start, which it was. I mean, I thought it was entertaining, but, you, you know, it, it's really like episode three and four where you start getting to kind of the meat of the show. Um, I, I love the mystery of it. I like I love that I don't really know what's going on. And, you know, it's all coming. You know, we get little pieces of it every every week. I've really been enjoying it, man. And I and now. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to my friend Grant the other night and um, and, and I was saying that you know, Paul Bettany as, as vision, we really didn't get to know him very well in the MCU. I mean, he was only in what, two movies, three movies. Right. Right. And, um, you know, so we, he, he didn't, and he wasn't like a major character. I mean, he was, but he, you know, he was sort of a, more of a secondary character, 
So you really didn't get to know him very well. But in this show, you really get to know him. And I, I, I like that. I like, I think he's great, you know? Yeah, I, I think the show, you know, it, it, it's a darker tone. Uh, even though there's a lot of humor and levity, you know, it's it's still a very dark, dark path that, yeah. that it's taken. Um, and I think it's going to get a little darker and a little weirder in the final three episodes. So it's, you know, it, it's still fun. It's been a, a heck of a roller coaster ride. And I know a lot of people were ready to to throw in the towel after the first two episodes. Right, right. But, you know, for those who have stuck with it, I, I, I think that it's uh, it's just, you know, it, it's been a great show and uh, an awesome entry for you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. uh, to, to on, on the small screen. I just hope that it sets the standard and that everything else, you know, is as good. Sooner or later, Marvel's got to gotta foul up, and it just it doesn't seem like they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. We kept hearing about WandaVision, or we, we didn't really get much. We knew it was coming, but we didn't get much about what the show was about. So I was always kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this one. I, you know, and, and they just... They knocked it out of the park again. I mean, so far. I mean, what I've seen so far, I love. So you, right. You know. And then you, you you try to tell your friends who don't read comic books that Wanda's like the most powerful uh, hero in in the Marvel universe, and and you know you don't get that from the movies. Um, right. But in the com on the printed page in the comic books, she's incredibly powerful. You know, I, I'd put her up there with the the top two or three. Uh, you know, I mean, she wiped out all the yeah. mutants. So. You know, right. how, how can she not be powerful? Yeah, and I think that really comes across in this show. Like, mm-hmm. they're really, they're, they're showing you just how powerful she is, you know? Right. It's, it's been really good. Right. And I mean, we got we got a small taste of that in Endgame when she went up against Thanos. And he's like, right. you know, who are you, who are you? And she just kind of, like, went off on him. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool. So now, Mark, you you did mention your friend Grant, and and I know that uh, you guys do another podcast, and that's we do. Uh, you know part of the reason you're not with us. So why don't you, why don't you give your other pod, podcast a plug? Oh sure, you can catch us at we are the Geek Hangout podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple, wherever else you you listen to. Uh, we're on a bunch of different platforms, so wherever you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. Geek Hangout podcast, check us out. Excellent. You guys talk Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Star, Nintendo, Star Trek, whatever, any kind of geek topic, we're, we're usually on it. <laughs> the day he starts talking Pokemon, I'm out, though. <laughs> <laughs> they will not grant that annulment fast enough for you. Right <laughs> They'll be like, yes, you're right, ma'am. <laughs> So uh, thanks, Mark. That uh, that brings us to our last story of the evening, and that is uh, out on the West Coast. Um, you know, we we heard a few weeks ago that Disneyland President Ken Potrock had mentioned that there would be a, a new ticketed event coming to uh, California Adventure, but it was very very nebulous. You know, there were no hard facts around it. Well, it seems like we've got a little more detail now. And uh, what they're bringing, you know, the, people had said it was kind of going to be their food and wine festival, which is generally held around this time. And essentially, that's what it is. Uh, they're bringing six food booths back, along with Cars Land, Pacific Wharf, Pixar Pier, and Grizzly Peak Food and Beverage Services. Uh, so, you know, if you enjoy going to the Cozy Cone and getting a, uh, a macaroni and cheese in a cone, uh, that will be back along with some other uh, food and wine style offerings. Um, they're also supposed to bring unique entertainment experiences. There are no words yet on what that is. Uh, you know, just to see that that those sections of the park are going to be open. You know, they had started lighting up those sections in the past uh, two weeks. 
And, you know, there, there was kind of some questions to why would they start lighting those up? Well, obviously, it's because they're going to be lit up as, as part of this uh, festival. And, uh, you know, I think it's really cool that even though the parks won't be, you know, the rides won't be opening, I think Cars Land is one of the most stunning uh, lands, probably even more so than Galaxy's Edge, probably one of the most stunning lands that Imagineering has ever put together. Uh, it is truly like you are walking into the uh, film strip and that you are walking down the streets of Radiator Springs. Yeah, so uh, I'm very excited to hear that. Um, I will also be interested to see what the pricing is going to be for that. Hopefully it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I kind of liken it to one of these dessert experiences that they have. And I'm, I'm hoping that it's it's priced in the, you know, 50 to $100 range, but we we don't know yet. I just think the big news is that they will be opening those parts of the park, which will allow them to bring in additional people employees uh, they're they're bringing back more importantly i believe about 1400 employees that work food and beverages uh, in california adventure you know the, the the second part of that is the rumor is that they might do a very similar opening uh, over in disneyland on main street and and open those shops and restaurants as well uh, if i'm sure if if this event is successful they will they will take the steps to do that so how do you guys how do you guys feel about the the word on this event are we excited by it or is it a cash uh, is it a cash think- grab no, a cash grab for a company for a, a park that hasn't been open. I don't. I think that's the. I think that's the definition of business, Tony, is to open when you can, right? Um, pr- pr- provided that that it's it's a cost that is affordable. You know, if if they open this and they say it's five hundred dollars a person, which I think we've had this discussion no. before. Uh, you know, then it's a cash grab. It's not five hundred dollars a person. It's going to be something like forty to fifty dollars, and it's going to include. Uh, like so probably some kind of lanyard or a pin or something like a break off thing you get a you know included food item so that you're so that you have an incentive to go so that you you've now bought you've gotten your free you know snack and then but you have to buy the drink and you know they're going to sell you know alcohol and whatnot i think it's great i think that park's been closed going to be closed for a year more than a year there's a lot of people out there i have friends that are out there and they that's where they would go to hang out, yeah, uh, you know, after work like. on a Saturday or Sunday. That's where they would go. And it's been closed for so long. I think they're going to I think they're going to want to go and appreciate, you know, see the park and, you know, see construction process or uh, progress on uh, Avengers campus. And I think it's good. I think as long as everybody and, and there's a lot of space there where they can put tables out and spread them out and and that kind of stuff and not. Berry Farm, which is very close to Disney, has been doing this all. They did it all summer. They did it all fall. They had to eventually shut it down in December, January, and January when the when the um, when the California had to shut those kinds of things down. But now that they're going to start it up again, it works. I think it's it's fine. And and listen, you don't have to if you don't if it's if you think it's a cash grab, you don't have to go. Nobody's forcing to go, you know. So. Well, I'm not I'm not flying cross country to go there. Uh, and, you know, you're right. This yeah. this Disneyland is a, is a lot different. It is more of a local park, although, you know, it is a destination resort, but it, it's primarily a lot of locals. You know, it's just the nature of the way Disneyland has been a part of the Southern California scene for uh, 65 years. And uh, it's a densely you know, densely packed population around there. And Adam's right. You know, people people will go to work at five o'clock and run over to the parks to ride a ride. 
You know, I've got a buddy who lives like three blocks from Disneyland and, you know, he's at the parks three nights a week. He goes for an hour, you know, but that's that's the way the culture there is in Southern California. So it's a it's a little bit different than than Disney World in that aspect. And and I'm sure that I'm sure that they're all excited that 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 this, you know, food festival entertainment experience is is coming in March. I do hope that they will also have like the Disneyland band there and they bring the usual Disneyland DCA entertainers back as many as they can to do that kind of stuff. I hope they don't like get like some kind of like, don't hurt me, but like a DJ or something that that's like, like bring back the people that work there. You know what I'm saying? Some normalcy, a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to Disneyland, so it's hard for me to picture, but this is going to be, it's going to be in cars land. The whole thing is going to be the, the whole event. No, they're, they're actually open up, opening up. So right now the only part of California adventure that's open is Buena Vista street, which is essentially their main street. Um, okay. It's the street that you enter uh, when you come through the turnstiles. Um, but they're going to open four of the uh, lands uh, or sections of the park for the festival. Just for the festival. Um, okay. Okay. Just for the festival. Okay. So I, I, I'm assuming that you know if you're if you're going to eat, you won't be able to go. You know, you can stay on Buena Vista Street, but you won't be able to go into Cars Land or Pacific Wharf or Pixar Pier or Grizzly Peak. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, right, I think that uh, Adam, you have one more story for us. Yeah, this is more of a critical thinking argument on my end. There was a story that was put out by a lot of news sites that the Golden Girls would be coming this summer to Disney+. And that was reported because the senior vice president of Disney+, Plus Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, Luke Bradley Jones, said that at a event – or it wasn't really like a physical event. It was like an online thing – that uh, that was announcing the or, or promoting the startup of Disney Plus Star, which is the international sort of version of Disney Plus. Which, uh, if you're not familiar, Hulu is not overseas; it's just okay. here in the U.S. So to provide the Hulu type entertainment, Disney Plus has this Star S T A R extra ad. I think it's an extra. You could pay extra for it. And there's like parental controls on it. So, but it has all of those Hulu shows. It has like the FX shows, like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and, and more like, you know, PG 13 and even like R stuff on there. So, this guy was announcing this as the head of the Europe, Middle East, and Africa about Disney Plus at a Disney Plus Star event. So, I do not believe that the Golden Girls is coming to America's Disney Plus. I believe it's coming to the international Disney plus that if you're an international person, great. But if you're a U.S. person, I, I hate to be the bearer, bearer yeah. of bad news. Golden girls are available on Hulu. So if you have the Hulu or if you're thinking about it, you could get it there. But uh, I yeah. just kind of wanted to put that to rest. Cause I've seen that on all the big sites and nobody mentioned the fact that it was not the Disney plus America guy. It was a Disney plus Europe, Middle East, and Africa guy. Right, because they do have different offerings, right? Like you, what what you can get on Disney Plus overseas is not exactly what you can get on Disney Plus in the United States. Like I exactly. think exactly wasn't wasn't the Mand wasn't it an issue for the Mandalorian? Like they didn't get I don't think they got Mandalorian day and date. Overseas. No, they don't. It's all different dates too. Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. UK people and it's, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but the UK people, for example, like they're on regular Twitter. So they see all the spoilers from right, Mandalorian exactly. and WandaVision coming out. 
and they can't watch it. It's they they have to wait till whatever Disney decides to release it for them. And it's like that with a lot of stuff. And if you weren't familiar, Netflix is the same way. There is stuff on Netflix overseas that we don't have here and vice versa. So it all has to do with rights and who gets what and right, right. leagues and everything. But uh, well, if if the, if they're upset with our with the spoilers for Wandavision, perhaps they shouldn't have taxed our T's two hundred and thirty <laughs> years ago. Exactly. I could be in Crow this summer if the Golden Girls comes to Disney Plus the United States. I might be, but like when they announced, oh by the way, today's Thursday, so Friday, the Muppets, uh, the Muppet Show is coming to Disney Plus U.S. Thank goodness, all five seasons. Nice. Um, they announced that on Twitter. Like that was a big thing. Golden Girls has a following, and if they really were going to bring the Golden Girls to Disney Plus in the United States, I think they would have done a U.S.-based announcement. You know, I don't know if they would have gotten Betty White because she's like 99 years old, but they would have done something. They yeah. not, more than what this happened on something that nobody even knew in the United States was going on until. You know, it reached the airwaves. I, I think you got Bet, a point, Betty, Adam. Betty White is in a hermetically sealed room wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> I hope point. so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, I will I will one up you there. And um, you know what I'm more upset about is I just recently found out that Modern Family is going to Hulu and Peacock. And will not be on Disney Plus. And that's, you know, that's 12 years, 250 episodes uh, of show that I thought was a lock for Disney Plus. But uh, seems like Hulu's the place to be, which is still another Disney property, but it's yeah. another subscription that I don't want to pay for. And I don't like so. Peacock. Peacock gets on my nerves. That's a whole that's other it. story. Well, they only like, you know, how the office went over to Peacock. I'm totally getting office on, on a tangent here, but you know how office went over to the Peacock. You can only watch right. it on Peacock. Right. Yep. Well, you can only watch two seasons for free. And then after that, they charge you need the premiere uh, premiere experience. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. How dare they? All right. Rude. That, that'll end my rant. All right. Well, <laughs> if Mark's done ranting, it must be time for us to wrap up the show. So, uh, once again, thank you to the Campies for coming on. Adam, you are a mainstay on the show, and as always, uh, big props to you. Um, I'd like to remind our guests, uh, our guests, our listeners, who are the uh, best listeners in the world, as I've always said, uh, that our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a magical vacation for your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Adam, Bridget, and Mark, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night.